Section 8 of Why Do We Need a Public Library? This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Amelia Chesley. Why Do We Need a Public Library? By Various. Section 8. Cooperation Between Library and Community. By Miss M. Anna Tarbell. A paper that originally appeared in the Springfield Republican, December 1, 1899, and was reprinted in Home Education, Bulletin No. 31, of the University of the State of New York. The author, Miss M. Anna Tarbell of Brimfield, Massachusetts. The use of the word cooperation in connection with the public library implies that the library is not simply a collection of books, that it is not a passive institution, a repository of treasure, but an active institution reaching out to bestow benefits. The library spirit means not only cooperating with all uplifting forces in the community, but creating and stimulating such forces. The library spirit seeks to carry brightness into gray and toil-worn lives, to give broad vision in place of the narrow and distorted view, to awaken generous sympathies and noble thoughts in place of sordid desires and petty interests. Imbued with this spirit, the librarian will be a lover of humankind, sympathetic, earnest, self-sacrificing, a true missionary, enthusiastic withal, and eager to seize upon ways and means by which the library may more and more be made to enrich human life. But however abundant in resources the library, and however zealous and efficient the librarian, there is a limit to the work that can be accomplished on the library side for the promotion of intellectual life and general culture. There needs to be a larger and more intelligent demand on the community side for the supply which the library offers. To stimulate this demand, there is needed the cooperation of those people and those institutions in the community that possess special opportunities for increasing the use and influence of the library, or in any way making human life wiser, better, and happier. This cooperation may be both direct and indirect, since all culture influences are, by nature, cooperative with that of the library. I shall dwell specially on the need of stimulating cooperation on the side of the community, for the reason that the library has already taken the initiative, and because library privileges are so abundant in Massachusetts, so freely offered and eagerly extended, without a proportionate response to these privileges on the part of the public. While dwelling most upon the importance of its educational influences, I would not underrate the province of the library in providing entertainment and recreation, which have their culture value. But the following are impressive words from the editor of the New England magazine in its current number. Education in a democracy is so fundamental that education may almost be looked upon as another way of spelling democracy. We are to consider more carefully the educational function of everything which affects the mind of the people, the church, the newspaper, the library, the platform. Considering cooperation with the library on the part of individuals, we naturally think first of those who are connected with the library by virtue of their office, namely the library trustees. The trustees have special opportunities for increasing the use and usefulness of the library on account of their acquaintance with and influence upon the library on one hand, and their daily intercourse with the public on the other. There has so far come to my notice such assistance by the trustees as inviting people, especially newcomers, to the library, 
carrying books to outlying schools, personal assistance in the library, and collecting historical material for preservation in the library. It is true that the literal requirements of the Office of Library Trustee are only those of a conservative nature, just as the duties of the librarian were formerly considered to be those of the careful custodian. But as the library spirit gains ground and the conception of the library as an active mission grows, we may look forward to the day when every town will be sure of having six or nine persons, as the case may be, not only engaged in improving the character of the library, but in promoting its increased and more effective use, a standing committee for the cultural interests of the town. This cooperation will be promoted by trustees attending the meetings of library clubs, joining the clubs and assisting them, as well as by giving the librarian every encouragement to do so, such as granting leave of absence and possibly paying expenses. The library journal and public libraries should be on the subscription list of every library, and trustees as well as librarian need to keep informed of progress in the library world. There are other people in every town who would be willing to assist in the work of the library, or help people to get books, or encourage more and better reading if asked to do so by the librarian. To seek out such persons, then, is the duty and opportunity of the librarian in this work of cooperation. Suggestions regarding volunteer aids in library work are admirably given in the report of the State Library Commission for this year in the bound volume Public Libraries of Massachusetts, and should be read by librarians and trustees, and shown to all patrons of the library who are available for assistance. Surely the home should cooperate with the library by the example of the reading habit and by the direction of the reading of the children. While it would be an excellent thing for parents to pursue lines of reading that would keep them in touch with the children's studies. As it is, I fear librarians will bear out the recent statement of a school supervisor that the home is not even inclined to supervise the children's reading and the selection of books being left largely to themselves Many boys and girls read books not proper for them to read. The church, the school, and the library are institutions which naturally constitute a triple alliance. Cooperation between the library and the schools, which has received so much consideration and is being so rapidly developed, I need not dwell upon. But there is a need for increased cooperation between the church and the library. This cooperation should be both direct and indirect. Ministers should feel a responsibility for the intellectual as well as the spiritual welfare of the people. They should show that intelligence and breadth of mind make a better and more efficient Christian, and that the church will become a greater power if its members read and think. The minister has had special privileges for his own culture, and he has peculiar opportunities for recommending books, guiding library taste, and directly increasing the use of the library. There should be some kind of study club connected with every church, and those young people who have finished their school course should be taught their moral obligation to cultivate their God-given mental powers and grow in intelligence and wisdom. To advance the special interests of the church along intellectual lines, the library should be provided with books that will improve Sunday school work, aid in the study of the Bible, and the growth of intelligence on religious subjects. It should be provided with up-to-date histories of Bible times in the light of archaeological discoveries, with works of modern reverent scholarship concerning the Bible, and books which record the development of religious thought. Much excellent study is being done by members of the Women's Missionary Societies. 
it is very desirable that these women cooperate with the librarian in the selection of standard works revealing conditions in the countries studied. Among organizations, women's clubs have probably done the most to assist library interests. This is especially true in some of the western states, notably in Wisconsin. Literary and other study clubs which prevail in New England are certainly in their nature cooperative with the library, while they might be of more direct assistance to it. The library, of course, should give these societies all possible encouragement and help. The clubs will react favorably on the library in creating a demand for books which will improve the character of the accessions to the library. Where a study club does not exist, the librarian should help to form one. It is possible that there is a tendency to exclusiveness in women's literary clubs. If the number limit keeps out those desirous of joining, or those who need encouragement in literary interest, a branch club for their benefit should be formed. Besides working for their own improvement, the members of study clubs should have a missionary spirit and should feel a responsibility for the intellectual welfare of the town. A woman's literary club is capable of being a strong ally of the public library. The newly developing local history societies and the public library are naturally allied and promise to be of increasing mutual benefit. The library should buy town histories and books needed by the historical society, while the latter will contribute to the library records, maps, and published memorials. Further, the historical society, by sustaining lectures in which the principles of colonial development are illustrated by local annals, should develop a perception and interest which will be manifested in a demand for volumes of history now lying dusty on the library shelves. The Grange is another organization whose objects affiliate it with the library, since the Grange movement is an important culture movement. There is opportunity for more active cooperation between the library and the Grange. The Grange and also the Farmers Clubs should be asked to recommend the best works upon agriculture, while the lecturer of the Grange and the committee of the Farmers Clubs should confer in advance with the librarian as to material needed in carrying out their literary programs. More than one other organization might be mentioned which would help the library and be helped by it through increased cooperation, thereby extending the influence of both. It is the sense of obligation and responsibility that needs to grow. The public press is an agency which certainly ought to be a firm ally of the public library, cooperating with it directly and indirectly. Newspapers should be ever ready to give space to any matter that will bring the library to the attention of the public, and they should also keep the public informed of progress in library interests. Deeper than this, the press should constantly exemplify and teach culture ideals, the true mission of journalism. The hope of stimulating greater cooperation between the community and the public library seems to me to lie largely in the library club, or better, library association movement. First, local library clubs should increase in number, becoming more truly local, thus exerting a stronger influence upon the libraries in the section represented and coming into closer relation with the community. The membership should include people who are neither librarians nor trustees, but whose sense of responsibility will be awakened as their interest is increased. The district represented should not be so large as to prevent meetings being frequently held in the same vicinity. These local clubs, should be in close relation with the State Club or Association and the State Library Commission. The local clubs will do the actual close work, 
while having the support, advice, and assistance of the state club and state commission. The local clubs will give information as to conditions and needs, and will be agencies for the application of progressive ideas. The study of conditions of what may be called the environment of libraries comes with the province of library club work. The study of the conditions and needs of the small towns and rural communities is of leading importance. From what other source except from the library movement, with a greater development of its possibilities, is help for those towns to come? The initiative in personal effort to give advantages for want of which some of the small towns are suffering has been taken by the Women's Education Association in the loan of their traveling libraries accompanied by personal visits and the study of conditions and needs. But there is another want besides that of books in the small villages and towns. There is needed not only the printed page, but the speaking voice, the influence of personality through lectures. A story from experience will illustrate this need. A few years ago, there was held in our town an exhibition of antiquities which awakened intense interest on the part of old and young. This interest made a good opportunity for the study of colonial history, which a few of us carried on. Certain books not in our library were needed, although the library is a good one and well-equipped in American history. Our want came to the knowledge of Miss Chandler, a chairman of the library committee of the Women's Education Association, and out of this grew another year a special library lent to us upon American history, which formed a valuable supplement to the works contained in our library in that department. At both times, when we had the exhibition and when we received the traveling library, which we still possess, having bought the books, I realized the opportunity and need of lectures. What a strong combination the group would have made, the exhibition, the working library, and a lecture course. This would have been, in reality, an adaptation of the idea of university extension, which I believe could be developed by the library club movement. Each town would have its standing library committee, composed of members of the local library club, and several towns in the district represented by the club would form a convenient circuit. But if this scheme, which I believe to be feasible, cannot be immediately developed or applied, there should be no delay on the part of those interested in library work in Massachusetts in considering some plan of promoting popular education, the leading object today of library work, through lectures of some kind, if not sustained courses having continuity of subject. Two difficulties meet this need of lectures in the smaller and poorer towns and in many villages. That of the expense of securing the best talent and nothing short of excellent ability will serve, and that of knowing where to find available speakers. The last difficulty can be met by organizing a committee who will search out those who can be secured to speak under the auspices of the libraries of the small towns. A plan for bringing the expense within the means of the people of those towns might also be developed. One source of help might be found in the increase of the powers of the State Library Commission. In Wisconsin, the efficiency and powers of the State Commission have been extended by the passage of a bill through the legislature, increasing the appropriation awarded the Commission and adding to its duties. The Commission is empowered to hold library institutes in various parts of the state and to encourage the growth of study clubs connected with the traveling libraries. To carry out the duties of the Commission, among which is mentioned to aid in building up a better system of popular education, the additional sum of $3,500 is awarded to the Commission. Why should not Massachusetts aid in building up a better system of popular education, 
by helping to provide speakers for the smaller villages and towns where needed, thus supplementing and aiding the work of the public libraries. It is possible that a beginning could be made through the establishment of library institutes. If it should be considered wise to establish library institutes in this state, as important a feature of them as instruction in library matters would be lectures for the public on literary and educational subjects of a popular nature. The first step to be taken is for a committee representing the three existing library clubs and the Massachusetts Library Commission to consider what plans are most feasible, not only for the improvement of library work, but also for increasing the intelligent and effective use of the library by creating new ideals of popular education in the community and thus bring about cooperation in its deepest sense. End of section 8